Okay. Um, Katie. Come on up here, girl. Come on down. I'm Bob Barker. You guys probably don't know him. You do? Okay, good. Okay. Hold it up. Correct. Correct. Thank you. Okay. So, we have to direct our children, but that has to go along with correction. Okay? So, first what I want to do is I'm going to have, everyone has a Bible Bible verse, and we're going to read it fast, like rapid fire fast, and I'm going to let Allison take the microphone around to each person. Maybe just go. All right. Deuteronomy 5.16, honor your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you. Then you will live a a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Proverbs 1.7, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Exodus 20:12 Honor your father and mother then you will live a long full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Proverbs 23 verse 13 through 14 Don't fail to discipline your children. The rod of punishment won't kill them. Physical discipline may well save them from death. Ephesians 6:1 through 4 Children obey your parents because you belong to the Lord for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Proverbs 6.23, for their command is a lamp and their instruction is a light. Their corrective discipline is the way to life. Proverbs thirteen eighteen. If you ignore criticism, you will end in poverty and disgrace. If you accept correction, you will be honored. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was her clip. <laughs> Proverbs fifteen five. Only a fool despises a parent's discipline. Whoever learns from correction is wise. Proverbs 22:15 A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness but physical discipline will drive it far away. Colossians 3:20 Children always obey your parents for this pleases the Lord. Proverbs 13:24 Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. Proverbs 10:17 People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life but those who ignore correction will go astray. Proverbs 13.1, a wise child accepts a parent's discipline. A mocker refuses to listen to correction. Hebrews 12.11, no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful, but afterward there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Proverbs 6.20, my son, obey your father's command and don't neglect your mother's instruction. 
Proverbs 29, 15, to discipline a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. Proverbs 3, 11 through 12, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you, for the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Proverbs 19, 18, discipline your children while there is hope, otherwise you will ruin their lives. Proverbs 29.17, discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. Colossians chapter 3 verse 21, Father, do not aggravate your children or do you will dis become a discourage. Proverbs 30.17, the eye that mocks a father and despises a mother's instruction will be plucked out by ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. Proverbs 22, 6, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. Hebrews 12, 8, if God doesn't discipline you as he does all his children, it means that you are illegitimate and not really his child, children at all. Hebrews 12, 7, as you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who was never disciplined by its father? Proverbs 15.32 If you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. <clears throat> um, Revelation 3.19 I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. Job 5.17, but consider the joy of those corrected by God. Do not despise the discipline of the Almighty when you sin. Please listen to this ring back tone while your party is reached. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I love you. Um, okay, so discipline is, this is just a few scriptures. There's way more about discipline in God's word. It's very important to him, and it's very loving of him to teach us about it. And we're going to talk about that, this, today. This is one of the keys that you might be like, eh, this isn't like a fun key. This isn't like a beautiful key, but it is crucial because like Taylor said, I probably would have ended up in prison. Like if we don't discipline our children, we're actually abusing them. It's abusive because you have to help them. They're foolish. They're evil. You have to help them so that they can become what? Royalty. Very good. Very good. So these are just a few things I kind of wrote down. Um, we're going to, you know, be talking about spanking, okay? It's not mean, if you do it in a loving, godly manner. And that's what we're going to talk about, because I think a lot of you have experienced spanking, possibly, in not a loving and godly manner. Because a lot, of, I know my parents, or, you know, even then my parents, the way they grew up, when they told me about their spankings, I'm like, oh my goodness. 
Uh, but it's like, it was more of a, just a very like, I'm going to put you under my thumb and bam, 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 and there you go, you know, and sometimes done in anger and almost felt like a lot of parents, I think, like in my generation and maybe even when you were growing up, like they think they're supposed to be angry. Like that way the, the kids get it if they're angry. Mm-mm. They just think you're crazy. Okay. Showing anger is not helpful with discipline. So spanking done correctly is loving and godly discipline. It's God's idea. We are not smarter than God. There's a lot of people in the world that are like, oh, we'll do charts with stickers and do, you know, time out. I'm not saying you can never do time out. All right. There's there's times you can do it. But I mean, a lot of kids that are in time out, they're like, figure out how to like play with something like it's not that big of a discipline. Okay, it's not that painful to just sit somewhere. Um, But every once in a while, I think it's fine. I've used it. Um, But I'm just saying we're not smarter than God. Okay, It's obedience on our part. So first we have to realize, like, we're not smarter than God. The world's not smarter than God. And that we have to be obedient and we have to be faithful in what God has asked us to do. Falling, failing, (laughs) failing to discipline is sinful. It's sinful. You're sinning if you're not disciplining your children. It's lazy, just flat out lazy. Okay? You're just too busy. You don't want to deal with it. It's too hard. And like I said, it's child abuse. It's hard work. It's very hard work. It's like nonstop when they're little. I mean, I'm not saying you're spanking them nonstop. Some days it feels like it. But you are correcting them nonstop. That's for sure. It is a full-time job. And a lot of times there's a spanking every day or more for a while. Um, and you just feel like, oh, my gosh, all I do is spank. But we're going to talk about the manner you should do it in, and it, it, you won't feel so um, yucky after you spank them. If you do it in this manner, you won't feel yucky at all, actually. You'll feel good. It'll feel good, and your kid will feel good, actually. And we're going to talk about that. So failing to discipline is sinful. It's lazy. It's child abuse. It's hard work. It's time-consuming, very time-consuming. Taylor was the ultimate time-consuming, okay? Um, She, yes, yes, she was very strong-willed, very strong-willed. And she got spankings a lot of times because she wouldn't accept her spanking. So she'd get more spankings. It's like, well, your heart just isn't quite where it needs to be yet because you are you just slammed the door when you walked out. You know, okay, I guess we're going to have to have another spanking, honey. Like, you know, and and sometimes I would, she'd get a spanking for something and she'd get up and look at you and just do it again. And one time she did that like 10 times in a row. I'm like, wow. And she would fight as well. Grace was way, way more compliant. It was like, but Grace was sneaky, you know, so you don't, you can't, but I was very thankful that she was more compliant. Um, it was way, it was easier, but you have to be like also 
really aware that compliance can sometimes be like a mask. It can just be like, I'm just trying to make mom and dad happy, but my heart really isn't where it needs to be. So, um, or they're just doing things behind your back or whatever. So some kids are like really loud with their disobedience and some are quiet and they kind of sneak around and they get by with things. And they're like, you know, so you have to watch that. All kids are sinful. All kids are evil in their hearts, just like we were. And, and they're foolish. So don't get fooled by the compliant ones. Grace would just, okay, you got to put your hands on the bed because you're going to get a spanking. She's like, she'd just bend over. Oh, no, not, not Taylor. She'd jump over the bed and run around and make me chase her. And no, 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 the whole time. Oh, it was hard. <laughs> it took time, but we got there. We got there. So, um, so let's see. All right. It's exhausting. That kind of goes on with everything else. So, but it's, it's exhausting and it, it's heartbreaking at times. It's not easy to like watch them cry and, you know, to cause pain on their little butt cheek. It's not easy, but it's worth it. God, God's smart. He has a plan. We don't understand God's ways, but he understands this works for kids. This, this is what works for kids. So we're going to put up the um, circle of obedience diagram. All right. So if they are in the circle of obedience, they're obeying, things are going well, they're going to have a long life, there's going to be honor, and that's through discipline and correction. That's what puts them in that circle of obedience. And we're going to talk, or a blessing. I'm saying obedience. Circle of blessing. So the discipline and the correction, they always go together. You don't just spank and walk off. You don't just spank in anger and, and leave them alone. That's, that's, that's abuse. That's cruel and that's abuse. We don't do that. But with discipline and loving correction, they're in the circle of blessing. They are blessed when you do it this way. Okay, if you don't do it, you do it your own way or you just don't do it because you don't have time. You're very sporadic about it. Then and they're disobeying and dishonor is happening. Then they're in danger. Okay, they're in danger of prison one day, maybe, or just having a really hard life or, you know, who knows what or death. I mean, and also hell. So it's a pretty big deal. We have to discipline our children and this is a great visual I think for you to understand it um there was something that like came to me on the way I'm just gonna read it because I like it's not on my papers because I typed it on my computer like out in the car because it came to me so <clears throat> the reason that we discipline is the heart Okay, it's all about the heart. So what your children say and do is a reflection of what is in their heart. So if they're being really kind and it's like real and you're like, wow, he didn't even know I saw him doing that. And he's just being so kind to his sister or brother. Like that's a reflection of what's going on in his heart. You know, if they're acting out, if they're disrespectful, if they're 
whatever, that's, there's something in the heart. So the heart is like the control center of our life. And it's the same with us. When we keep spewing things out, like there's something going on in our heart that's not good. And we need to figure it out. Um, but as a parent, they don't understand. The kids don't understand what's going on. So we have to figure it out for them. Like what is going on in their heart and deal with that. So we discipline, but we also correct and we talk about what is happening actually. So like an example of that, but first I want to say this and then I'm going to give you an example. Um, <clears throat> a change in behavior that does not stem from a change in the heart is hypocrisy. So Jesus condemned the Pharisees for this very thing. You know, they, they looked a certain way, and kids can do that. Like, they're just like little soldiers being obedient, so they keep mommy and daddy happy. But they're not really wanting to be obedient. They don't really care that God wants them to obey their mom and dad. You know, they're just doing it because they're avoiding a spanking or avoiding being screamed at or whatever. And you're going to see that by their actions, by the way they act with you. You're going to be able to tell, like, is this really getting to their heart? You know, so you have to figure that out. But an example of, like, um, not really disciplining in a way that you're trying. I mean, not everything they do, you're not going to be like, what is the heart issue? You know, obviously. But if it's like an issue that keeps happening, then you need to be figuring out, like, why do they keep doing this? So an example would be like um, your, the kids get in a fight and um, the parent, this isn't bad, okay, but say they do this all the time and there's always this fight over their toys and you're just like, who had it first? Okay, that's not bad, but that's more about like justice, you know what I mean? And you need to be like, he has an issue with being controlling or he likes to take things from people because he's just being mean. Like, we need to figure out what's going on here. It's not just a, like a, oh, who had it first? Because if one is just like, say they're just throwing a fit and like whining and throwing themselves back and, you know, because they didn't get their toy, there's a lot more than who had it first. Because actually, they should have just been like, could I play with that after you? You know, they should be understanding what sharing is. They should want to share. They should enjoy sharing with their brother or sister. They should enjoy being kind to their brother and sister. Siblings are, the, are just, it's incredible how God created the family. But siblings, it's a great way for them to learn how to deal with each other and to learn a lot and to treat people and to love people and to respect people. And, I mean, when I hear people say, oh, my kids fight all the time or whatever, yes, kids fight. But they'll be like, my kids don't like each other and stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's like you saying, I don't like my kid. Or, um, you know, I don't know. Like, you don't just say that in a family. Like, that's not okay. Like, you've got to fig figure this out. They should love each other. They should be best friends. Yes, they're going to argue. They're going to get mad at each other sometimes. But it's just a great way to teach them with each other. So, yeah. Um, Okay, so loving godly, oh, yeah, loving godly discipline restores relationship. So I just have some questions. I'm going to be reading this as well. Who has ever sinned against your husband and went to them to ask them for forgiveness? Raise your hand. 
if you've done that, if you've ever sinned against your husband and said, I'm sorry, and went and like finally felt really guilty and like went and said, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, so how did you feel before you asked for forgiveness? Can anyone tell me? Prideful, okay. So what about like the moments where God's like prodding you and you're just like, uh. so do you feel a little just like tormented? That's really good. It's not a good feeling when you know you're supposed to say you're sorry to someone and you've hurt someone and you haven't apologized. It's not a good feeling, right? So how did you feel after? Relief, peace. It's like great, isn't it? Isn't it a great feeling? So raise your hand if you've ever known you shouldn't do something because it was sin, but you did it anyway. Everybody better raise their hand. Okay. How did you feel the next day? Guilt, disconnect, shame. Okay. So who has waited days or even weeks to ask God for forgiveness? Probably all of us. Do you feel close to God when you're waiting and you haven't told him you're sorry? A lot of times you kind of avoid him, don't you? I do. I'm like, I don't want to go pray because I know I need to ask for forgiveness, right? So how does it feel after you finally go to God and you just say, I'm so sorry, God? Loved. Peace. It feels wonderful, doesn't it? It's wonderful. We feel much closer to God when we are in right standing with him right? So do our children. That's kind of the gist of why it's so important to bring them to a place of actually being sorry and being forgiven by us and being disciplined so that they can understand like there are consequences to things, right? So, is it our job to teach them how to remain? It's our job to teach them how to remain into the, in the safe circle of obedience where they stay safe. It's not obedience. I keep calling that. Circle of blessing, right? Um, restored relationship with their parents and with God. That's where they're going to feel the peace. So when you discipline your child in a loving, godly way, they are being restored back to you like you are with your husband and they're also then when they ask for forgiveness they feel that same peace that you do it's exactly the same they're not little robots that were just like do this do that you know like they're people they have souls they they feel they they need that closeness with God they need that forgiveness they're exactly the same okay so realize that when you do this, it's like a really good thing. It's like bringing them back into that circle of blessing, and they feel that peace like you do whenever you go to the Lord. So loving godly discipline restores our hearts. Their hearts are foolish. They're so foolish. So, you know, Taylor always tried to eat rocks. I mean, that's pretty foolish. And I would be, I'd be like, 
stop eating the rocks. You know, I mean, obviously, it's kind of foolish to eat rocks, right? This just gives you an example. Their hearts are evil. Grace was little Miss Sneaky. We've told you that. Um, and, you know, I mean, Grace was always just like, I mean, constantly we would see her like going like this. <laughs> and she'd like go behind a chair and we'd go back there and she'd have chocolate or something. You know, it was just like all the time. So their, their hearts are evil. They can be sneaky. They can be stubborn. They can be selfish. They're rebellious. Um, they have anger. They start manipulating really soon. It's kind of shocking. Nobody teaches them that. It's just in them. They know how to do it. It's wild. And it's funny, kind of, at first. If you take care of it, but you're like, they really didn't just do that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, they did. Um, it is our job to, to, to detect these things. Don't be blinded by their cuteness. You know, don't think that they don't have evil in their heart and foolishness in their heart. Yeah, it's there. So kids will be kids. That's my next section. Don't be shocked or caught off guard by bad behavior. Okay? They're going to do it. They're going to shock you. They're going to embarrass you. Um, they're going to do things you never thought that they would ever do. And, yeah, it can be shocking. But don't be shocked. Because just kind of be like, oh, okay, well, they're a kid. They have foolishness in their heart. Like, just look at it that way. Like, just guess we're going to have to deal with that now. Like, I mean, like I said, sometimes it was funny to me. I'm like, you really think you can over, you know, like you can like, I don't know, whatever. Whatever they would think they could do. It's hilarious. I mean, when they're little and they think they can convince you of something or they can like run from you or whatever that might be or be sneaky and you don't notice what they're doing, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, don't be shocked. One time, I want to share this, a couple of different things that shocked me, and it affected me in a not a good way. Um, so one day, our neighbors came to our door. This is about Taylor. And um, they were so, like, you could tell this little girl and this dad, they were so excited to come to our door. And we were, like, kind of new in this town, very new. And so these were new neighbors and... You know, like, these people didn't know me that well, so I, they didn't, like, I wanted to make sure that they thought we were good people and good neighbors and everything. Well, anyway, and Taylor had started becoming friends with this little girl, and they come to the door, and they have a bike with them, brand new bicycle. And they said, he said, my daughter won this, but she said she wanted to give it to Taylor because she doesn't have a bike because her bike got stolen. I was like what <laughs> her bike did not get stolen <laughs> I mean I was like because it was like a big moment for this family that their kid had decided to do this and everything and I'm going yeah my kid just lied to you I mean it was just like but I was so embarrassed but it's like and I was very upset with her and she probably did not get disciplined in the correct way and I really regret it and um, I probably should have been like, Taylor, like why? She was six, I think. I was like, I should have been like, honey, like, you know that's wrong. You lied. I mean, she should have gotten a spanking and things. But like, 
why did you do that? And I'm not even sure we asked her why. Do you remember why you did it? You've told me and I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she never lied, like ever. So it was like one of those shockers. And it was also an embarrassment, you know. So that's a story that I have. And then another one is one that shocked me with Grace. It's like totally different, though, okay. But um, I was just like hearing this noise, like kind of noise. And, and I was like, where is Gra where's Grace? Where's Grace? She was probably like three, I'm thinking. Um, and... I realized then I'm like, I think I'm hearing water running. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I'm like, where is she? And then I find her in the bathroom. And she is literally, she has three kittens in the sink, a full of water, and they're drowning. They are drowning. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I, like, get these kittens out and everything. And, and she was like, I give them a bath, <laughs> you know so sweet but you just like never know and that was more of just like a childish thing and we're going to talk about that the difference between childish behavior and um you know flat out yeah sinful behavior um and so that's just a few like shocking you just never know what's going to happen in your house right okay so kids will be kids don't be blind Recognize defiance. Some are loud, some are quiet. We talked about that. Okay. And then the next thing is defiance versus childish behavior. So we just kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, defiance is deliberate disobedience. This is very important that you know the difference, guys, when you're disciplining. You have to know the difference. Because, yeah, even what Taylor did Yes, she needed disciplined, but it was a little bit of a childish behavior, actually. You know, like, she's just trying to learn, figure out life. And yes, she lied, so she should have been disciplined for that. But more probably talked about it because she hardly ever lied. So it's more like she's, think about it. She was in a new place, trying to make new friends. Was I worrying about that? No, I was worrying about what, how it made me look, which is really sad. So we just got to be careful about that. Um, so defiance is deliberate disobedience. Can you give me some examples of defiance that maybe you've experienced? Just a couple. Yep. Yep. You told them to do something and they don't do it. That's defiance, right? Yeah. And that could be a very scary, scary defiance. The re reason why they sometimes, just for their own safety, they have to learn to obey quickly because they could be running and there could be danger. And they're like, oh, I don't normally obey till my mom yells. So I'm going to just keep going. And then they get hit by a car. So even just for that safety reason, we should be teaching children to obey quickly. Um, so childish behavior. So defiance, so we talked about that. Um, examples of childish behavior would just be things that might feel like you want to spank them for it, 
those are the things I'm going to talk about. A lot of things were like, oh, that's childish, you know, whatever. But I'm just going to give a few examples. Um, we were at Beasley's Orchard. I did not want to spank my grandkids. I'll put that out there. I had them there um, with us a couple nights ago and there's a lot of gravel like little bitty pea gravel and they were playing in it and they were just getting so dirty and I'm like they're boys I'm trying to get used to boys okay I love them though but it's like so different and um, they're just like rubbing in the gravel and they are like dirt from here to their toes just like covered and we were going to go out for pizza after that and Jeff and I are just looking at each other like Okay, and they were having a blast. And then all of a sudden, I looked down, and they both had their faces in the gravel. And they're, like, going like this. And they're taking their rocks and putting them on top of their head, and they're going in their eyes. And on their, I mean, they have dirt on their eyelashes, in their hair, their entire face, their entire body. And I was like, okay. Okay, that would not deserve a spanking. They were just being childish. Now, if I said... Do not put your face in those rocks. And I knew they heard me and they did it anyway. Then they would deserve a spanking. So that's pretty a pretty good example of that. Um, one time, Grace um, dumped an entire thing of cat litter in our toilet. <laughs> yeah. So that made me want to go into a blind rage, you know. But I can't do that. She's a kid, and she was just trying to figure out what would happen if you put cat litter in water. It was, it was like a science experiment to her, you know? So we have to, like, stay calm and know the difference. We have to be like, okay, was that defiant, or was she just being a kid? Like, just ask yourself that. Um, one time she smashed tomatoes all over my carpet, all through the living room, just tomatoes smashed. That was a fun experiment, huh? Yeah. Um, one time she cut all the hair off of all of her sister's dolls. All of them. They all had, like, no bangs. Yep. Yep. Yes, you did. So I think we know the difference there. Um, so here's some common questions about spanking. We talked about this. Some of us were not spanked in, the, in a godly, loving way. Okay, and that's hurtful, and it's really hard maybe for us to even imagine that spanking would be okay. And I'm just going to try to help you understand that it is okay if you do it in the right way. All right? Um, so we've talked about why spanking. I think that's clear. We've made that clear. Um, when? So I have had a visual from a book that I read, and it's always stuck with me. And it's called line in the sand. <clears throat> so if you've drawn a line in the sand with your kid and they cross it, they should get a spanking. Okay? If you've, even if it doesn't seem like a big deal, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. No. Because it will be bigger deals later. And they have to know, oh, mama, daddy drew the line. Because then later they'll keep trying and they'll keep trying on different things. So if, they, if you draw the line and they cross over it, that's defiance, all right? So if they know they're not supposed to do it, and they do it anyway, it's defiance. And you need to have immediate discipline. Don't wait. Don't wait, okay? Um, unless you're in public, and then sometimes you have to wait. If they're older, you can wait, okay? Um, if they're younger, I would say 
that you just kind of have to look at the atmosphere you're in. You know, if it's like good friends and you're over at their house and you know that you can take them in the bedroom and discipline them, then go for it. Go ahead and do it, I would say. But because you don't want them to be like, ooh, mom's not going to ever spank me if I'm, when I'm out in public. Like, you don't want them to do that. But then again, letting it slide, like if you're in like a huge crowd or whatever and there's just nowhere to go, like they're going to be okay if every once in a while you have to for that reason. That's not going to happen very often. Um, but you can at least talk to them or something at that point. So, um, so how? We're going to talk about how. Do you understand the line in the sand thing? Do you get that? Okay. That always helped me so much. I would actually be like, okay, I would see the line and I'd be like, did they cross it? Yes, they did. Okay. Or no, they didn't. They didn't know. This isn't really something I have drawn, drawn a line for yet. So I, they do not deserve spanking for this, right? Um, I feel like a lot of your, the spanking is going to happen in like the first six years. I think it changes after that. Every once in a while, they might get a spanking when they get a little bigger. You need to go to the Lord and ask him about that. Because the thing is, they, they have a very high pain threshold as they get over. I mean, you can't just beat them because they're not going to, you know, oh, spanking isn't going to affect a nine-year-old like it's going to a three-year-old or a four-year-old, you know. And you don't want to have to, like, spank them too hard so that it will affect them because then that would be abusive. So, um, you know, you're just going to have to kind of, like, figure that out. It's not in the Bible. God doesn't tell us exactly when the spanking should stop and all of that. So I know that I did spank one time one of my girls in high school. Yeah. It was kind of like, but we hardly ever did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did spank way past six. But um, but I just, I think the what I'm saying, you can spank past six. I believe you really can, obviously. But I think that it won't happen much past six. You won't have to because they're, gonna, they're going to be in a good place, all right? Actually, before six, they're going to be in a pretty good place. Probably, um, you know, David probably still gets quite a few spankings, but less, right? It gets less. It gets less and less, and it depends on how strong-willed they are. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, how? How to spank? Don't be shocked. We talked about that. Remain in control of your emotions. Okay? I mean, even if you feel like you're going to go, you're going to lose your mind, like, okay, it looks like you're going to have to, like, we need to go into mommy and daddy's room and we're going to have to get a spanking. You know, like, you feel like going, I'm going to, you know, you feel like I'm going to, mm, you know what I mean? But you can't. You just have to calm down and you got to fake it till you make it. Or you got to go off and get calm and then discipline them. That's super important. Remain in control of your emotions. You making awful faces and yelling louder and being real intense and all that and being super, super emotional, that is not helpful. Okay? That does not make them... You, do you want them to be scared of you? Like, that's not... In some way, yes, there's fear of the Lord and you have that fear, but not like that kind of scared you know that's different um like my mom's crazy 
I'm scared of her. Like, you don't want that. Or my mom's mean. Like, I'm scared of her. Like, that that whole, mm, it's not helpful. Um, so remain in control of your, your emotions. Your children will respect you much more if you do that. They will respect you for that. If you haven't, ask God to forgive you and ask your children to forgive you. Because I totally went over, I totally lost my mind a few times. And it's an awful feeling. And I had to ask God to forgive me and my children to forgive me. And they learn a lot from that. And they're so forgiving. They're so forgiving. Um, so calmly take your child to a private area. You don't want to s discipline in front of their brothers and sisters. That just shames them. Um, would you want to be spanked in front of people? I don't think so. Okay. So you take them away calmly. I think it's a good idea to have a certain place that you go at the house. This, they just kind of know this is the, this is what we do, you know, when we get spanked. Um, I recommend using um, a spoon, but you have to look at your spoons. Like I, I recommend a lighter one, not a heavy one light because it's better to just have like a, a quick little it's just a sting on their butt cheek people okay yes it hurts them but it's literally just making their butt a little bit red when you do it in a godly loving way it's a sting it's, it's just a quick sting oh I did that and oh gosh now I'm gonna feel this you know um yeah and a, I think a spoon is the lighter spoons are really good and sometimes you don't have a spoon and you might have to use your hand. I probably wouldn't use my hand like every time because it's just harder to control. I think a spoon's pretty easy to control. Spank yourself so you can feel it and you know like, like how that feels. Um, let's see. So take them to another room. Calmly take your child to the pri private area. Lovingly ask them if they know why they are being disciplined. So take them in there and be like, do you know why we're in here? Because I hit my brother. Yes, that's why. And you know that mommy has to give you a spanking because you didn't obey. And you know that you're not supposed to hit your brother, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so mommy has to give you a spanking because mommy is obeying God. It's okay to say that. They're not going to be angry with God, okay? And you don't have to say it every time, but every once in a while. Make sure they know he's your boss. They're your, you're their boss. Okay, they, he need, they need to understand that. Um, so you explain it to them. Explain what's getting ready to happen. This takes time. Okay, it takes time and energy and patience. So you want them to get to the point where they accept the punishment. That they understand, like, I deserve this. It's going to happen. They may not want it. But they need to understand, like, yeah, this is the consequence. I messed up, right? So you kind of want to get them to that place. Then um, spank them on the butt cheek. I recommend telling them how many spank paddles they're going to get. Like, you're going to get three spankings so that they kind of know. But it also keeps you in check. Because if you really are like, I have told them. 20 times and sometimes the anger just comes when you're spanking and then you're just like it's 10 times you know what I mean that's that's sin and that's abusive so we can't do that so I really really recommend that you decide like for this you're going to get one spanking or you're going to get two or three four whatever you decide okay 
um, that way, and they kind of know what's coming. It's just respectful to the child as well, and it helps them not fear it as much. They kind of know what's coming. Okay, one, two, three, four. Um, let's see. And just remember, a little bit of a red butt cheek is not going to kill anyone. But not doing it will kill them. That's what God tells us. Okay? So it's just a red butt cheek. It's okay if you do it in a loving way. All right? Um, embrace them and then tell them that you love them afterwards. I mean, hold them. Sometimes, they'll, like at first, if this is going to be a new thing for you, they may be like, because they're just used to like being mad at you when you spank them. But they will eventually get to where they know this is the time that we're coming back together. The way you feel with your husband, the way you feel with God, that's when they have that moment, and it's beautiful. Like, I'm not kidding. It's beautiful. And it's setting them up for, all, for this in the future. They understand forgiveness. They understand being sorry. They understand punishment. They understand that they're still loved. You know, all of those things that they're learning for life later. Super important. Um, so embrace them. Tell them you love them. A lot of times at that point, not always. Sometimes it's just, I love you. And they're like... Okay, and then they go play, and they're fine, you know. And you, and they're never like. What I always noticed is they were never mad at me. They they would act like they loved me more. It's just God. It's just the way He, you know, it's His plan, and it always amazed me. Um, so I have here many times true remorse and apology come at that time. Like the real apology. Because at first they're kind of like, eh, I did this. And, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to get a spanking. And, but at least they're admitting it. But then after a lot of times there's the tears, there's the love, there's the, I'm sorry. But then sometimes it might be a little later that they'll come back and be like, I'm sorry I did that, Mom or Dad or whatever. And it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So um, ages, they're... I just figured this might be a question. Um, like, as soon as you see defiance, it could be six months, you know. Um, you don't have to go through the whole, that whole thing with a six-month-old, and um, you don't have to use a spoon. It might just be like a tap-tap on the hand or whatever, you know, that you just have to start showing them, like, you're not going to be defiant, that sort of thing. It's pretty crazy how quickly it happens. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a great thing to address. Um, he, he is being um, defiant when he does that. He's being rebellious when he does that. And you need to be like, you're not, you don't have a kind heart right now. 
and you're not talking nice to your mom, and so you're going to get an extra spanking. He'll learn not to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it is so exhausting. Yes. And you just want to, like, go sit down and cry sometimes afterwards because it's so exhausting. But it is worth it. That's the thing. And, like, you have to do it because God said. That's real. It's like, okay, I'm being obedient to God here, and I'm being faithful in my parenting, this child. Um, but, yeah, that at the beginning or at the end, a lot of times they'll be defiant. And they'll slam a door. They'll stomp off. They'll, mm, you know, that kind of thing. And then you'll just talk to them about their heart and just say, you still depending on their age, how you talk to them, you know. Um, but just talk to them about it and say, you're going to have to have another spanking because you still aren't accepting your punishment. Um, I know we have a friend <laughs> that used to make his kids thank, thank him for their spanking. Yeah, that's... It's kind of cool, actually, but I'm like, I, I did never try that one, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I'd get it why he did it. Cause he's like, you're going to thank, thank me because I don't know that they were always actually thankful, you know, when they would say it, but yeah. So, um, okay. And this is the last thing I want to talk about with discipline. And this is a long one. The other two are much shorter. So that we are going to go through the two keys, things that muddy the waters of loving godly discipline. Okay. Anger. Delayed obedience. Um, what I mean by that is they don't obey until you make a really mean face or you get louder. Or they always obey the third time you tell them. No, they have to obey the first time you tell them. It's easier to just keep yelling at them for a while and just hope that they obey. But as soon as you see, like, they didn't obey, I'm going to have to spank them. Because you want to teach them to obey immediately. But it's your fault. If you're not doing it, because they think that's when they're supposed to obey, when you yell. They think you're not serious until you yell. So, And that's an awful feeling, to yell at your kids, and it's just like, ugh, it's the worst. So I've done it. Um, not a lot. I tried really hard not to yell, but I did some. <sighs> okay, so don't talk too much. My goodness. I've seen some moms, it's like they think their kids are, they're doing, camp, I don't know, like it's philosophical or something. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, they're little. Like a little bit of talking is okay, but don't, don't talk too much, all right? Um, and also, don't talk about it afterwards. It's over. You've forgiven and it's over. That's another lesson they learn. When you ask God to forgive you, he forgives you. And it's over. And that's how they're going to learn that through you because you are their example of who God is right now. Um, pride muddies the water, like with me in the bicycle situation. If your rules keep changing, like sometimes they get spanked, sometimes they don't. When mom is more exhausted, she spanks. When, you know, you have to be consistent, keep the rules consistent. And kids are smart. We talked about this. They do not respect crazy. 
there was one time that I remember I was in a dressing room with Taylor and I don't remember what was going on, but she just, we, we like went to go get all her clothes for that year and it was like a big shopping trip and she was like not obeying, but I didn't have a spoon and I couldn't really spank her because it was like a curtain that like people would hear the whole thing and, you know, so I started making these faces so that she would really understand. I'm like, kind of thing, you know, and she was like, I mean, but I'll never forget how she looked at me. I mean, she looked like, you're crazy. You know what I mean? And I was like, I like God really convicted me of that later, and I've never forgotten it. So keep it, things in check. Don't be crazy with your kids. They're smart. They'll think you're crazy. You don't want that, and they won't respect you. Okay. Yeah. And, and like, if you're, yeah. I probably would have, things are a little bit different now, because um, people turn people in for the st- really stupid things, you know, and our world, like, doesn't believe in spanking, like, so, um, but I, I probably, and I did this several times, should have taken her to the bathroom and hoped that nobody was in there and dealt with it in the bathroom or taken her out to the car. That would have been even better. And, like, I probably was in too big of a hurry. I probably was, like, running out of time and almost had it all figured out and wanted to finish or whatever. And instead of, like, taking the time and being like, okay, this is more important, she is being, like, flat out disobedient. Like, I've got to deal with this. So I probably should have just been like, hey, take the clothes up to the counter. Can you hold these for me? Call Jeff. I'm going to be late. Go out to the car. Discipline. Are you ready to go back in now and do this the way that mommy asked you to? You're very blessed because you're getting these clothes. You know, like have a whole thing with her and use it as a time to teach. And But it takes time. So that would be where I really messed up there probably. Okay. Any I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yes. I did do that a few times. And that's when you lean on the Holy Spirit because discipline, it isn't always a spanking, okay? Um, I'm just saying it is a part of it, and it's a big part of it, but sometimes the Holy Spirit will be like, do this, and you're like, ooh, good idea, God, good idea, you know what I mean, and he'll give you ideas, and they're like super impactful at the time, and that's what needed to happen right then. Grace got a birthday party canceled, because she lied. It was two. Two. There, she had an issue with lying, which she was sneaky, and then it turned into lies. So we were trying to, like, get it under control, and um, she told a lie the day of her birthday party two years in a row. We still celebrated her birthday as a family, but she did not get to have the friend party, and she had to call all her friends and tell them that her party was canceled because she lied. It was hard. I cried. It was really, really hard. But I'm like, we were just at a point. We had tried so much, 
to get her to stop lying, and I knew it was crucial. Like, it's so crucial. She has to learn. She cannot be a liar, you know. And it was like, we have to try something different, dr more drastic, because obviously everything else isn't working at this point. So, yeah, it was hard. It was sad. So sad. But we still celebrated you, obviously. But, yeah. Any, any other questions? This is an area I think we could do questions. That's a great question. Um, that's, um, yeah, that's a really good question. You definitely have to take into consideration what's been happening with them. Like, if you know, like, every time you can't be like, well, maybe she's like, you know, that's being like, um, it, you're just not, like, really seeing what's happening. But that is really looking into their little life and being like what's happening with them you know and we need to do that and we need to be gracious about that and just like she's tired she's exhausted like I'm not going to spank her yeah definitely you wouldn't spank is that the question yeah I wouldn't spank if something like that happened what do you think Taylor That's good. That's really good. Yes. But Eliana's like, she's on the edge because she's still a baby. So that's kind of what I was looking at. I'm so glad. I had a feeling you would have something good to inject there, but or in, in yeah, to share. Um, but does that is that it? Okay. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. But if you've like pushed them over the edge, and you know, like, oh my goodness. Very good. Oh, that's so good. That is a great point. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, we do. We like threaten them a lot. Yeah. Okay. So Jill just said that we need to... Um, not give our children empty threats like threaten them but not go through with it yeah 
Was there another question? Yeah. I'm just piggybacking on top of what Jill said because I noticed when I see it happening, um, the kids don't have the respect for parents. They just lose respect for them. And then like that, everything that we do discipline-wise like obviously reflects how we see the Lord too. So, you know, when the Lord gives us as adults, like, you know, hey, here's a warning, don't do that. And we go past that, like, because we've learned to do that. That's, you know, that's going to make our adult lives a lot harder. He's going to have to discipline us. I've experienced that. It's really good. Really good. I would love to just, like, go around and let everybody share things, honestly, because I think we would learn so much. We need to do that sometime. For sure. That was really good, though. I probably need to keep moving, right? Okay, next box. Did we not open that box? We, we did open this one, didn't we? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, all right. Um, would you come and open it? Thank you. What's your name? Faith. Okay. Ignite. This is my favorite one because I have that coach's heart. Okay, ignite. We are the ones that ignite our children. We really do. They care what mommy and daddy think. I mean, it's so important. We still care what our moms and dads think. We want them to be proud of us. We, you know, this is huge. Okay, so first we ignite them with love. This is a key that we have to have, guys. We can't just discipline or, you know, all the other things. We have to do this. So we have to ignite them with love, obviously. We all love our kids. But how do we really show kids love? And I just kind of wanted to go over this a little bit. Um, time. Give them time. Give them time. Why do you think they, like, love their grandmas and grandpas so much? Because they're just like, I'll sit with you for hours and just listen to you. I know you don't have time to do that always, but you do need to sit and listen to them. You can make time. You need to look in their eyes. You need to look deeply into their eyes, and they'll know, like, she actually wants to talk to me, and she's interested in me, and they may be, may be saying the most goofy things that's just childish and whatever but it's beautiful and it's awesome and you're not going to know your child if you don't listen to them and if you don't talk to them and you have to engage them like you have to be like so what do you think about this you know and and they may be kind of like not want to talk a little bit but then you got to keep trying to pull them out not constantly sometimes they just want to play obviously right but you need to be engaging them every day, talking to them, looking the, into their eyes, listening to them when they talk to you. They know if they're talking to you and you're on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not listening. I mean, if I went over to Jill's house and she was on her cell phone while I was trying to talk to her, I mean, I'd be like rude. Like, right? Like, that's how our kids feel. So the whole uh-huh, 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 they know that means you're not listening. Right? Yeah, they're going to do it to us. Very, very good. Because that's the thing. We want our teenagers to listen to us, and we want them to talk to us. 
But if you didn't do that all growing up every day of their life, why would they do it then? You are developing a friendship with them. Yes, you are, you know, you're a lot of things as a parent, but you are a friend. You are their closest friend. So engage them, listen to them, see them, spend time with them. Make time for them. Make time. We get so busy. We have got to empty out our schedules so we actually have time to know our kids. Play. One of the love languages for kids is play. Play with them. Don't always look at their play as just, oh, I'm finally free. They're playing. And I know that's normal to like be like, oh, thank God they're distracted for a little bit. I can get something done or whatever. That's totally normal. But they also like to be played with. They like to be tickled. They like to be, you know, wrestled with. They like you to play games with them. They like for you to just do things with them. But a way that you can even play with them is like when you're cooking. Hey, let's get you up here and you can help me. You know, again, slow down. Do it with them. So they're feeling like you're playing with them because that's like playtime. You're connecting with them. And they're also learning something. So there's so much to bringing them into our life. They think of that as play. Um, I know the other day, Paul was making a fire pit and the boys were helping him. I'm sure they thought that was amazing. You know, Paul was still getting things done, but he was still engaging them, letting them help. They were learning. They were feeling loved, not ignored. So play. Um, Be their friend. And no do-overs. You can't go back and redo this. Like, you can't, as a teenager, be like, I want to be your friend now. Tell me all your deep, dark secrets. You know, they're going to be like, I barely know you. Or I don't respect you. Treat others. This always went through my mind, and I know that this is a verse we've all heard, the golden rule, they call it. Treat others the way that you would want to be treated. But really, if you think about that in parenting, like when you were a little girl, what would you have wanted your parent? How, how much did you want? What do you wish they would have done? Do you wish they would have played with you more? Do you wish they would have disciplined you in, in a loving way and in a consistent way and hugged you afterwards? Or do you wish they would have just kind of like screamed at you and never really spanked you and never really dealt with it? Or really just let you stay on your iPad because that's what you wanted to do. You know, treat them the way you would have wanted to be treated as a child. And they are a human being with a soul and a mind. And, you know, they, they're not just, I just feel like a lot of times people look at kids and they don't realize how much they think and how much they feel and how much they want to be loved and heard and talk to and all those things just like we do okay so ignite with them with love the next one is ignite their faith okay so that just needs to be a biggie ignite their faith it's up to us nobody else is going to do it your preacher's not going to ignite your child's faith the sunday school teacher isn't going to ignite your child's faith coming once a week you have to ignite it You have to read God's word to them. Help them fall in love with the Bible stories. When you read the Bible stories, be exciting when you read them. You know what I mean? Like read them with every dramatic way you can and do motions and 
whatever, so that they're like, the Bible's awesome. Okay? Don't bore them with the Bible. So ignite their faith. Ignite their boldness. We've kind of talked about this. Like, if you're bold, they're going to be bold. Teach them to be bold. They have to fight the good fight. They're going to be out in the world. They're going to go to college. They're going to get bombarded with sin. You have to ignite their boldness at home while they're little. Ignite their maturity. That's kind of like the main goal of parenting is you're bringing them up to be a mature human being, ready to go out into the world, a mature Christian, spiritually mature, emotionally mature, all those things. So the goal is maturity. You don't want to send your kid out to college and they don't know how to make their bed, okay? Like they need to know a lot of things. They're getting ready to be an adult. So those things we need to teach them. But because of time, a lot of times we don't teach them those things. Um, I know one time I was, and this will probably maybe um, resonate with other people in here, but I just taught a bunch of women how to wrap a gift because they had never been taught how to wrap a gift. I'm not saying you're a bad mom if you don't teach your daughter how to wrap a gift, but it's just like, I'm wrapping gifts. You want to help me? This is how they learn. Here, you get the tape. Put it on the table. Hand me the tape. They love stuff like that. It's crazy how much they love it. So you have to ignite their maturity. It's up to you. And you have to ignite their confidence. Like you're their cheerleader. You are the one that roots them on. You're their cheerleader. Um, There's a story. uh, We were just watching Tim Tebow, um, a story about Tim Tebow. And he was, I mean, his life is crazy insane, what God did with his life. And he was, the doctor wanted him to be aborted because there was something wrong, he said. And he tried to convince his mother to abort him. She said, no, I'm not going to abort him. And so they very much so looked at him as a miracle. And they, um, he said that his mom told him so many times that he was created for something really special. She would like tell him that all the time. And he's like, I believed it. And I literally thought I could do anything. And he did. He's done so much. It's like incredible. Um, But that like gave me chills when I heard him say that because it's so true. I mean, what we speak into our children's lives is what they're going to be. So we need to speak truth over them. We need to speak life over them. We need to speak good things over them. And we have to ignite them and, and shoot those arrows out into the world. Okay, last box. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're getting close. We'll go fast here. Um, I keep picking people from the front. How about someone from the back? Allie, we had eye contact. Come up here. Yes, we did. Are we getting tired? I'm wearing you out. I told you it's a lot. Okay. Ooh, and that one has a mirror. Yeah. So I made that the big key because we all like to enjoy our children. 
And it is so true that we need to enjoy these gifts that God has given us. But we do have to remember that just because we think that key is really cool and we like it, the other things are just as important. They, it takes all six keys to open that door. Okay, so laugh. You know, laugh. Slow down and laugh and enjoy your kids. Have fun. Laugh at the things they do. Enjoy their silliness. I just remember Jeff and I, we were like, we don't even need to go out and have entertainment because we just set our kids in the floor and we just watch them because it's so fun. You know, like kids are just fun. And so enjoy your children. Um, enjoy them through simplifying. This is so important. This world is so bombarded with busyness and you have all this social media coming into your minds and across your you're like worried that you haven't been on Facebook and you haven't talked to this friend and you have all this information coming at you all the time. I'm, I feel sorry for you guys. Like that's a lot to deal with. So you have to like shut things out purposely. That comes with discipline, but like sh recognize what's stealing your time. Like shut it out, simplify your life, slow down. If you're like, oh, I just have to do everything that I do. Like there's nothing that I can take out of my life. There is. Okay, just ask God, like, what do I need to eliminate right now? Because my life, I am not happy. Our family is not happy. It's too crazy in this house, and I'm not able to, like, enjoy my kids, spend time with them. I don't feel like I even know them because all we do is run to baseball fields. Whatever. I just use that as an example. Like, you have to figure out, like, you know, how to not be in the rat race. It's super important. You don't have to be like the rest of the world. Okay. You can slow it down and don't join the rat race. Um, don't overschedule. You can say no. It doesn't matter what other people think. You have the responsibility to take care of your family. And you know when it's too much. And sometimes we don't say no because we just want to do it because we're good at that. Or, ooh, they asked me, so... That made me feel really, really special. So I'm going to do that. Now my life's crazy and I'm yelling at my kids. Okay? Like you have to not overschedule. Super important. Protect your time. You know, it's wonderful to get together with people and all those things. But if you already know that your week is super busy, if they're a good friend, they're going to still be your friend. Okay? You can just be like, I'm sorry. Like life is crazy this week. You know, we'll have to try it again sometime the next thing is relax relax parenting doesn't have to be perfect okay that's not real we're not going to be perfect perfection is not realistic don't compare yourself to other people don't take in too much information because it's overwhelming just relax Okay, oh my gosh, I'm feeding my child this, and um, it has this in it, and oh my goodness, like, you know, there's so much information. It's awful, all right? If I was you, I'd just stay off of anything like that, unless it's just like a really, just a few things, maybe, to like keep bringing in information, but you know if it's overwhelming you, or if it's causing anxiety, get away from it. Um, comparison, that's what we just said. Um, I kind of went over all that. So just relax. Trust God that this plan in a loving manner and all these keys, if you just 
these six keys, if you put them into place, that God's going to take care of it. Don't be afraid of the fact that your child's going to be a teenager someday. I hear people saying, oh, the teenage years. I loved the teenage years. Loved them. And I look forward to it, actually. I'm like, I don't receive that. I mean, I used, I mean, that's, you know, that's just kind of my attitude. Like, even, like, I don't know why I'm going, this is a kind of going off. But um, people, you know, like with pregnancy, they're like, tell you all these horror stories or whatever. And I'm kind of like, you know, people keep having babies. So, and they have more than one a lot of times. So I'm pretty sure if you can do it, I can do it. You know, that's, I wouldn't say that, but that's how I felt. And that's kind of how I felt with teenagers. I'm like, you know, I just don't receive that. Like, they're going to be good teenagers. It's going to be great. Like, I'm raising them up in the Lord, and it was great. It was awesome. Were they perfect? Did they make mistakes? They weren't perfect, and yes, they made mistakes. But we dealt with it, and they learned through it. And they were close with us. Like, they talked to us and um, shared things with us. And I loved my little, like, at night, I would get in bed with my teenage girls. And I'd just be like, so what's going on? And we would just talk. And they would share major details of their life. And they wanted to share with me. I was their friend. But I was a lot more than a friend, okay? You can go way too far that direction sometimes. Um, But, yeah, so... Trust that God has it. Enjoy them. Enjoy the fruit of your labor. Because if you do this, you're going to enjoy them. If you don't do it, it says you're going to hate them. That's scary. And I want to hate my kid. That's awful. You know, we're going to enjoy them. Because we're going to do this. We're going to be faithful. And we're going to do this. And we're going to mess up some, but then God's going to forgive us. And we're going to ask them for forgiveness. And it's all going to be okay. Parenting never ends. Like, it's not over at 18. It's still happening. We're still parents. We moved to a different state because we're still parents. You know, we sacrificed a farm that was our dream come true, 35 acres in Tennessee, to be with our kids um, and to help them with this ministry and with their children. Like, parenting is... We're very much parents still. And now we're also grandparents, which is awesome. It just changes. It just changes. Okay. Let's see here. I'm almost done. There's grace and forgiveness. We've talked about that. Please take that in. I don't want you to leave being stressed today. I don't want you to leave being like, I'm a failure. I'm not a good mom. No, you're all doing a great job. I know you are. You're just getting motivated today to be like, oh, okay, I can go back and do this, right? And if you've messed up, and I, I still have things that, like, I feel shame about, and I'll go to the Lord and be like, God, I know you've forgiven me for this, something I did as a parent, and I'll have to, like, talk to him again about it, you know? So just keep going to him. Sometimes you have to do that. Okay. My closing thoughts are, and I've said this already, remember to lean. I want you to always remember to lean because it is the key, okay? If you don't lean on him, it's not going to go well for you. You have to lean and remember what that actually means. And your job is to just be faithful. Just be faithful. 
That's all you can do is be faithful and obedient to God. Be faithful to your family. Be faithful to God. Be faithful to your children. Faithful isn't perfect. Faithful is faithful. God knows if you're trying. Your kids know if you're trying. So just be faithful. And then know that God's going to take it from there. And God will be faithful. So that's what I have, guys. And um, I'd like to pray. Um, Abby, I felt like this this morning that I was going to have you pray. Is that okay? Okay. Holy and precious Father, we just thank you for this gathering, Lord, and we thank you for all the women that you brought into this place, Lord, and I just thank you for the teaching that you equipped Tiffany with, Lord. I thank you for the mantle that you've placed upon these women, Lord, to steward their children well, to protect them, to discipline them, Lord, to train them up in you, Father, and I just thank you that you are our mighty protector, Lord, and and that with you all of our fear falls away, Father, and that um, you just carry us through in everything, Lord, and so I just thank you, Father, for all that you have given and provided in this lesson. I thank you that you are our mighty provider, I thank you, God, that we will go out feeling like the weight is lifted and you have strengthened us and equipped us to uh, be the parents that you desired for us to become and, and to be in every day of our lives, Lord, and that we will just continue to train the children up in you, Father, and um, teach them about your love for us and through our actions, Lord, and just all the ways that you have taught us how to love, Lord. And so we just thank you for this, Lord. and. I just pray for all of these women, Lord, and I thank you for them. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for coming. She's not leaving right now. So if you have any questions, I would encourage you to come up and ask. Don't leave with questions. If there's anything she said that you're like, hold on, what, 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 like ask for clarity. Um, she's more than happy to talk to you guys. So like she said, thanks for coming raising kingdom warriors super excited i mean i just seriously standing back there i was like the generational impact is just unbelievable um and i think this is like just a prophetic sign of it like that she is not only mothering us but she is literally mine and grace's mother and like that's going to keep happening that the lord is raising up godly strong bold mothers who are going to raise up bold kids for his kingdom so Praise the Lord. Have a great Saturday. <laughs> <laughs>